Science proves quality sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed senses your movements and automatically adjusts to help keep you both effortlessly comfortable. And it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. So you're at your best for yourself and those you care about most. Life-changing sleep, only from Sleep Number. It's our ultimate Sleep Number event. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Old school Jay Foreman there. Tom Stevens sitting in for DP. Do you, you guys do the favorite Christmas music thing last week? Do you we have did. a favorite Christmas song? What is, what's uh, at the top of your list? Uh, probably Silent Night. Silent Night? Yeah. Yeah. That surprises me. Why would you think it would be? I don't know. Jingle Bells. Just uh, one of the one of the regulars. One of the classic. I guess Silent Night's up there. Yeah, Certainly Silent Night. I, I like that. Tanya, favorite Christmas tune? What's at the top of your list? I am a huge fan of all versions of Carols of the be- of the Bells. Oh yeah, Carols of the Bells. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not going to play either of them, but uh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, what's going on? How'd your flight go back? I know that you were just coming back from Vegas today for yeah. your birthday. Well, so my trip got a little bit messed up in that. We, my car ended up in Omaha. I was supposed to fly out of Lincoln, ended up flying out of Omaha. We had a nine-hour delay on Friday, and then our flight got delayed in Denver today, and we ended up just flipping our flight to Lincoln. So my car's in Omaha, and I'm in Lincoln, and we'll deal with it later. Former Husker volleyball great Tanya Taki joins us. She graduated about the same time you did, Jay. So you guys, yes. you guys yeah. must have met each other back in college, right? You know, they were so focused on winning national championships that I don't know that he would pick me out in a crowd. Uh, but did you won a, You didn't win a national title at that time, but you were in that era. Yes, so, uh, we were. We went to the Final Four twice in my days, and then they won it the year before I got there and the year after. So I was a tweener. Well, they were back in the Final Four again this year, Tanya. They fall in five sets. To Pitt or uh, to Wisconsin after beating Pittsburgh in the Final Four, what did you see Saturday night? I'm c- kind of what you expected was that match uh, like you expected it to go. I mean, I just I, everything has been outside of my expectations, and I think everybody's expectations. And when a team can exceed everybody's expectations like that, it's just it's kind of a special awesome. moment, I guess. I mean, the whole state and the whole country was you know falling in love with us team and the chemistry and the David and Goliath story and you know that we weren't even supposed to be there and you know that was that was something where we could have just laid an egg and lost in three and called it a night but they fought and raised the the level of volleyball for the whole country set the bar really high and I mean everybody's just busting with pride right now. Tony one thing I, I, I don't know much about volleyball but I know Wisconsin had some extremely tall yeah. girls right mm-hmm. So from your perspective, and I know you um, coach and run a a successful organization, with girls like that, if you're going against somebody extremely tall like that, is there like certain sets that you can do to kind of get them to move and kind of, you know, expose their weaknesses, which is maybe their quickness, just because obviously you're not going to be able to, you know, obviously spike it over six foot, what, six foot nine and six foot six? Six foot eight. Yeah. Six foot eight, six foot nine. Six foot eight and six foot nine block. Yeah. I mean, so it's kind of like finding the holes, you know, in the, if you're running the ball, you know, the running game where you're you're trying to figure out where those, those holes are going to end up and you use people as decoys to try to, you know, slow them down, give them a thought that, Hey, maybe Kathy's going to get set, but instead it goes to cubic on the outside. You know, you kind of, 
I don't want to call them trick plays, but you right. just do things to try to hold the blockers on the other side, very similar to football. Um, and yeah, I mean, I kept texting my friends, you know, my little friend group um, of all the girls that I used to play with and everybody's like, can we like figure out how not to set into a six, eight, six, nine block? Like, mm-hmm. can we change it up a little bit? Can we run some stuff out of the middle more? Can we pull the outsides off the net, give them a little more, you know, real estate to work with type of thing. And I mean, I just think that they went super hard, as hard as they could go. And, you know, sometimes when you're going hard and running up against six, eight, six, nine, and they're, they're not just six, eight, six, nine is the thing. Like they play volleyball, like an amazing six foot player who's played their whole life. You know, they're, they're in the Jordan Larson skill level as a college player, but they're six, eight, six, nine. You know, and so it's not just tall because that's mm. that's one thing. But these girls are tall and also very coordinated, very powerful, very experienced. You know, Dana Recchi is one of the only players to ever be a five-time All-American because of the new COVID rules. And so, like, she's just a force to be reckoned with. And you know, our team gave it a gave it a all. You know, mm. Kayla Caffey is what five eleven. Maybe. Yeah, five, maybe. six foot. Maybe. They list her at six foot. I, I don't think okay. she's that tall. Yeah. Well, I think she she has the vertical to be uh, over uh, six foot, yeah. but I don't know that right. she, at the doctor's yeah. office without shoes on, <laughs> six foot. But hey, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Is, I always wonder, like, since, you know, you're playing up there close to the net, is there a lot of trash talking? Because I know I would oh, probably yeah. be saying, do you guys kind of say it in passing or do you kind of, I guess you don't get in their face, but obviously, you know, you could oh, say it across the there's net. there's some of that too. I mean, there is the you're at the net, you know, and uh, there's definitely talk. It's, it probably was more more like Texas is more about that kind of stuff. And um, I don't know. Some of it's kind of, you know, the other team can hear you. So you're saying things to your teammates and your setter about what's happening on the other side. And, you know, you're not you're not saying, hey, the fat girl is going to get the ball because obviously there's no. But <laughs> it's not like you're you're specifically like name calling or anything, but you know, it's kind of that take that, oh, yeah, I got you, I got this. You know, that's yeah. very common in volleyball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the stare downs, like Nicklin with the extra eyelash extensions, like she can stare down another player, and it's it's pretty funny. They do have long eyelashes. So a few of them do. Um, yeah. Batenhorst says uh, big li- – I, I, I know, whatever you uh, want to do. I, I like it. Uh, fashion is definitely a thing uh, in sports. As you were watching that team and, and realizing that John Cook is now 65 years old and Tyler Hillebrand has just taken the gig at Long Beach State, I, I kind of thought he was the coach in waiting. Uh, do, you, right. do you think that now? You know, I, I after having a season like that, I, I can't decide if Coach Cook is like fired up, let's go. I mean, how – I don't – I mean, I didn't call it when Coach Pettit left. You know, I was in the – I was Coach Pettit's last – senior you know and then in the news conference afterwards they're like is coach Pettit retiring I was like I don't know how you retire when you have Amber Holmquist Grace Julie Sapero like he had the stellar senior class or freshman class coming in and they ended up winning going 22 and 0 and winning a national championship the next year I was like how does he retire on a year like that and I feel like the exact same thing with Cook like how do you retire when the final four is in Omaha you have six freshmen on this year's team going to be sophomores they were the number one recruiting class you have some of the number one recruits, you know, Maddie Kubik's sister, and, you know, she's Gatorade Player of the Year, and all these things happening. How do you just hang it up? Like, isn't that the isn't that the stuff that you work for your whole life is to have a team like this where you can just push the gas and, and go? Yeah. So, 
We'll yeah. see. I mean, I've I've been I don't try to be right about those things. I'm just saying that's got to be a tough decision. Well, here's my question to that. I mean, obviously, you know, obviously playing and myself playing obviously a different sport. Um, when you had success like that, whether it was you know thought that you're going to have success or you kind of earned it in the chemistry. From your experience, what is Coach Cook and the coaching staff going to have to do to not only manage expectations, but manage maybe, I wouldn't say like egos, but, you know, look, there's a lot of success and a lot of, the, you know, notoriety is going to come to these young ladies along with the new recruits coming in. So now you have to kind of always feel like every year it's a new team, even though you can have the same players, right? So how right. do you manage those expectations or egos or just kind of get everybody focused on one day at a time or one practice session at a time? Well, I think you saw that in, in the works here. You know, you had Lexi's son not play hardly at all, you know, toward, at the end of the stretch, and freshmen got the nod. And, you know, you didn't see, you know, the team crumble. You saw them, like, rise up. And so I think because this team recognized how important and special what you just said exactly to the T needs to happen to have a magical season like that. And so if you have egos and you have, you know, why am I not playing or why am I not getting that set or why am I not in the, you know, the formation to make a great, you know, play on this ball, those kind of things. Why am I not serving? Um, when you have those questions and you question the coach and you question yourself, I, I think we saw that at the beginning of the season, there was a lot of questions from a lot of players. You know, we didn't have a, a starting lineup that was set ever. We never knew who was starting. We never knew who was playing. We never knew when somebody else was going to come in. And I think there was just a lot of questions. And, you know, you saw both sides of that. Question, didn't play well, stopped questioning and just went with it and just kind of believed in the system. And then we're, you know, playing for a national championship. So I think that this group saw what it takes to get to that point and this, how much, how special that was. And they're not, I doubt that they're going to let a freshman come in and, and have an ego and, and mess it up. Like somebody's going to be like, hey, not at Nebraska. Former Husker volleyball great Tanya Taki is our guest. I want to ask both of you uh, this question because players, maybe Kayla Caffey could come back and make, I don't know, hundred grand next year, fifty grand, whatever it is. We saw Adrian Martinez benefit. Lexi's son certainly did this past year. How would it affect your decision or whatever you guys decide to do? Maybe you're thinking about the NFL versus coming back and making a hundred grand. How would that have changed your decision? First, start with Jay. <laughs> well, back then, I don't even think we could have like a summer job. But right. uh, so I think I would start my junior senior year. I think I was working at Gallup, and the first job was digging a a, a sand pit for the right. for the kids. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, and I'm sure you know, young ladies have the option to go play, you know, professional volleyball, yeah. obviously over overseas. Yeah. I mean, I'm a firm believer. Uh, you go with the known, and unless you're going to be you know, like if I, you know, Grant Wistrom and those guys, where well, yeah. they were legitimate first round picks. I think you know, you go early, you know, it, it, in football, when you go in the first, second round, you're part of the salary cap. Yeah. You know what I mean? They got to make decisions in playing time based yeah. off the salary cap. When you're a little bit lower, you're just a guy. And um, so, yeah, if they had NIL and I could have made a hundred thousand yeah. bucks yeah. on yeah. top of being on scholarship, and their yeah. scholarship checks are way like ten yeah. times more than what we yeah. got, yeah, it would be a no brainer. Do you think that affects things going down the road for, I mean, it already has in volleyball, but a, a girl like Kathy who could come back, Tanya? Right. I mean, it's, it's a, it's definitely the unknown for me, you know, talk about known unknown. I, I did have a, a summer job, um, but it was 
I worked Husker Vision and made very little money, maybe $200 a month here or there. Um, but yeah, to, to say that there's players that can make that kind of money. I mean, I think the other dynamic is what about the girls on the team that don't make the money? You know, yeah. then you have that dynamic when you talk about egos, just from the last question, how does NIL affect the last question, you know, mm-hmm. egos and, you know, dealing with that on a volleyball team and who should be starting? Well, heck, not only starting, but if I'm starting, if I started for Nebraska, that means the difference between me making $50,000 and $100,000. I mean, that's just crazy to add that, that mm. dynamic to it. But as far as like coming back, I mean, I think as far as I remember is I could tell you that the day that I was done, mm. I, my shins were so happy to be <laughs> done. You know, this is a wear and tear on your body. Right, and yeah. it's also wear and tear on your brain. So I think part of the coming back, you know, I think we saw it in Lawrence, Diff- the difference between Lawrence Difference and Lexi Sun was Lawrence Difference is trying to go on and play volleyball somewhere in the world. Like she wants to make money playing volleyball, being a professional. She got drafted into the Athletes Unlimited. She wants to play pro. She wants to see where her body can take her. So you saw that this year. Like I got hurt, but I'm coming back and I'm going to, I'm going to go after this. And Lexi Sun was like, Hey, I'm just kind of here maybe for the money, maybe to see what, how it goes. You know, this is my last year. I don't know what I want to do. And you saw the difference in just the speed, the intensity, the desire, just how they played there. Just all of that was just a huge difference. So you have players that want to come back just for the money. Are you coming back just for the money? Are you trying to come back and be like, make this team progress into the next level? Yeah. Uh, good topic. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, okay. one one more quick, and I just want to piggyback on that. Uh, just explain, just from a volleyball, from a your experience, or just what you see. I've been trying to tell people for a long time. You know, being I always say athletes have like you know dog sense or like you know animal. You can kind of look and see if somebody's really engaged, mm-hmm. right? Right. So with the nil, you and you can always tell people if they're really there for one hundred percent or they're just there in presence and. You know, just from your perspective, NIL or just coming back for the wrong reasons, you it usually comes out in the most intense times. Is that is that a fair um, assumption on my part? Right. I mean, that I mean that's what what I basically just got done saying. Like when you when the camera panned to Lawrence Difference, she was staring down the other team and figuring out how to like kick their butt. Mm. Right. You know, and then Lexi's son, you know, is smiling and she's like flipping her hair and like making sure her shirt's tucked in and those kind of things. And that's just my, just, just from my perspective, I have no inside info on this. It's just from watching, you know, from the stands and from, from the TV angles, you know, how are girls being perceived? And that's just, that's just how it went for me. And I was just thinking that's probably what the NIL effect is is mm-hmm. happening right here. And that's just an example. And, you know, every person is different. I mean, I'm sure Nicklin Haynes is getting NIL and, and going to be, mm-hmm. you know, and I saw a Lawrence Stiverens effect on, on Nicklin. When, when Lawrence Stiverens came back, yeah. Nicklin played with more fire, more enthusiasm. I get to play one more, you know, six yeah. more months with my best friend. You know, I don't know that I saw Nicklin being like, oh, I know she has the eyelashes going, but I didn't see her like, yeah worried about how she looked or how it looked in, on TV or whatever. She just was going for it, you yeah. know? And so I think it just affects different players different ways. And I think that's why Coach Cook hires the, you know, sports psychologists and yeah. having team managers and having so much staff to say, hey, we need to take care of this because I don't know how to deal with this. This is brand new. How do you deal with one player getting $50,000 and one getting zero? And then the next player getting 100 Like, yeah. how do you deal with that in the locker room? That's a dynamic you've never had to deal with in the past. Right. It is an interesting topic. Great stuff, Tanya. We appreciate the time. And, uh, you know, 
Next year will be here before you know it. Yes, but will you be? Yeah. Well, who knows? Uh, We'll find out. All right. Uh, Good stuff. Uh, Thank you, Tanya. Thanks. No problem. Appreciate it. Tanya Taki, uh, former Husker volleyball great. It's an interesting topic to me uh, with NIL. Yeah. And it's. I mean, look, man. It's uh, it's kind of like the transfer portal. I think it. It's. It's. The thought was great. I think it just affects. Look, man. Money and they go hand in hand. Yeah, NIL and, they, and yeah, the transfer portal. It affects portal. people the wrong different ways. It sounds it's a positive. You saw the center for Iowa donate thirty thousand uh, dollars of his NIL money uh, back to the the hospital mm-hmm. up there. So it just depends if you, if you're there. If you're I mean, and you can't. This is the thing about sports, man. You, you get usually. Well, here's the deal with any sport especially at a high level, you have to practice, play, or you have to practice, prepare, train mentally, physically, and I would say spiritually with no guarantee of success. But you have to give every everything that I said 1,000%. Right. But if you give 50% or you get 85%, you're going to get – you're going to be lucky if you get that percent. Right. Most of the time you're going to get less. Yeah, I'm. Uh, and you can usually tell. You can look at a guy, and there's always people on every team that, yeah, they might have been, you know, good player, just don't have the hundred percent respect. Um, where are you? Hold on, where? But she said, "Where are you go? Where are you going?" Where, uh, I'm going nowhere. I'm going to be she here. She said, to, "Are you going to be back here? Are you going?" I don't there, know what I mean, she's talking about. I have no idea what Tanya's saying. Uh, making up stories is what she's doing. I don't uh, believe that. Tanya's pretty buttoned up tight, so it must be something <laughs> you ain't telling me. Hey. Uh, We'll we'll find out more as the new year gets closer. Uh, but I, I do need to. Is this Nick's uh, trivia take? Is that where he? Is that forty five? But Nick's nowhere to be found. No, does he, he must have been? He do must you have be a trivia out, question. He must be outside singing Silent Night. <laughs> does he do it on this side of the break or the other side of the break? Trivia. The other side of the break. Okay, so we'll do. Uh, he probably knows that Nick's trivia question of the day. We'll do it, uh, and it's coming up. Uh, by the way. Uh, dial us up on the Honda of Lincoln hotline, 464-5685, the Sauter-Heyman text line. There are guys backing out of bowl games. Uh, a lot of guys doing it. It's becoming right. the norm. I want to get your take on it uh, coming up. It's old school with Jay Foreman, DP, not here. I'm sitting in for him today. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.